Welcome to Brain Machine Network. Dot com. What's up with you? What's going on? Let him know he'll prescribe you a song. Turn the volume up. I suggest you to run this live request. Hey, what's up, y'all? How's it going? Welcome to another edition of Tawanda's Live Request, aka TLR Pod on Instagram. I'm here with my co-host Nick. What's going What's on, up? bro? What's up, man? All right, we have a guest today, a new one, illustrious guest, pretty cool dude from Boston. Also, another Bostonian. Give it up for my man Hassan Barkley, everybody. Word. Hello. What's happening? Yo, thanks for doing, doing the show, bro. Of course. I always say the support. Yo, you're funny as shit. So I thanks, man. I think I think I think you're hella talented. I think you're hella talented. So I was like, I have to have you on. Um, Thank you. For the people, can you, can you tell them? Can you tell them like what you do? Uh, I'm a producer, singer, songwriter. Um, I make music, man. Alright, alright. Do videos and nature. Usually in the Arboretum or wherever I can find flowers at this time of year. I set up a tripod and I make beats in the woods. All right, even that, even right now. Yeah. All right, all right, in the cold. That's what's up. Yeah, I got some videos in the snow. Oh, dope, dope. Yo, wait, okay. So what part of Boston are you from? Um, that's kind of hard because it's such a small city. Yeah. And I've moved around so many times. Um, I would say I'm from Hyde Park, Mattapan. Yeah, where is from? Yeah, yeah. I've lived in like Jamaica Plain, yep. Dorchester, yeah, Roxbury, all of that. But High Park, not a pin. Yeah, word. Yeah, this is I'm, because as a High Park nigga myself, I'm just like, word. That's dope. I love having High Park, right. not a pin. Like under underrepresented, underrepresented. Exactly. Yeah, I'm here to represent that. I'm 100 percent not a pin. High Park, shut it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, bro. We was on, we was on, we was on, we was on, we was on River Street, bro. Right. It was on River Street. It was on Wood Ave. In the on, house. In the house. <laughs> we, got, we, had, we were at Blue, like there's Blue Hill. We went to Little Mattapan, like Mattapan. We took the Mattapan trolley. Right, right, right. That Weird danger. 1950s ass trolley. Still no, that, segregation age. Yeah, that, that's right. That trolley feels racist as shit. It absolutely does. <laughs> but but you'll be on it with like just Haitian grandmothers, and it's just like <laughs> right. <laughs> Feels like I'm being bust. Yeah, it's, yeah. And, and it's like and you, you're always just like yo, you could die at like any moment. Like I, I, right. I never feel safe. I never feel safe on that trolley. I definitely have some uh, permanent hearing damage from that trolley. Yo, how is it still? How, I remember I took it. The first time I took it was in like 2001 or two or whatever. Yeah, and I was. Just, it's so dated. It's still like so dated. Yeah, I, I don't understand how it's still running. Like th- those trains are absolutely from the fifties, and yeah. you can see them on display at Broadway. No, not Broadway. Boylston. When you, yeah, like, you can. come in, they're on the right. And that's the same. Yo, and it's just like that's where. The, and it's like people say Boston's racist, and I'm like, how do you describe Boston racism? And it's just, I think it's that trolley. That trolley, yes, encapsulates Boston. It encapsulates Boston because it's because like it looks like the Celtics logo. It it's just <laughs> old school. Like you don't trust it, and it's like I, I can't think of the last white person that's been on it. True, and it's, it goes through Milton, but you never see white people on. Damn, they ain't taking, they ain't taking that. They ain't taking that fucking trolley to Milton. <laughs> Y'all think when that breaks down, they take the one that's on display at, at uh, Broadway. 
Just sub it out. <laughs> just sub it out with a backup beatbox. Because you can't get parts for that anywhere. There's no oh, way. Dog. Oh. And it's like, how, how do you just let that happen? Get it on Etsy. Yo, get it on Etsy. Yeah, 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 yeah get it on Etsy. Etsy, Etsy. Shout out to Etsy. This episode is sponsored by Etsy. If you need anything, if you need any sort of goofy, if, if you want a brand T-shirt but don't want to pay for the actual brand and it's something something that is uh not I don't I don't want to say fake but like inspired by, go to Etsy. Right, right. Etsy got right. Etsy has everything you would ever want. I get love that Etsy. off off white. Yeah, off off white. I think that this, this is called beige. <laughs> the eggshell. <laughs> that's all that's all it is but it's dope but it makes me think for like, i was thinking about this i remember before i left boston it was like the seaport was getting built up and it was mm-hmm. all this shit and one thing they wanted to do was they wanted to build like an air gondola that went from south station to the seaport that's psychotic yeah it's psychotic but then you, you think about like they want people people are like oh we should do that for like people who live in the seaport because they don't want to be around like the pores in the South Station. It's just like they don't want to be around. Like it's like, oh, I just want to go. I want to go to work, and then I just don't want to talk. I don't want to talk to any of the homeless people or the lost high school kids or the niggas that just got out of jail. They got to take a bus somewhere, and, and, and like, all the they have is. Like, oh, that's the thing with the seaport. There's nothing there but rich people. Like there's exactly. nothing down there, and they're all Zuma fucking. Mi- yeah, and they're Zuma. miserable. They're miserable. They're not happy. They're not. They're not happy. They live in a parking lot next to the ocean. That's yeah, that's, 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 that's it. <laughs> Yo, I just remember oh doing God. we used to shows at Lab Boston, and it's just like, it's just it was so lifeless. Because oh, people would ask people. like, "What is there to do around here?" We're like, "This, this, this." Is about this. We go to legal, we go to Legal's Test Kitchen, but that closes at like <laughs> one fifteen, I think. You could try some new like they have they have a new like lobster tequila shot. You could try that. What? <laughs> no, nah, I mean that. I'm interested, but at the same time, it's probably like sixty bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know they don't. I'm just I'm just making it. Up. I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to just think like what what like why is it even called a test kit? What does that fucking the mean? Te- the test is if you'll pay the amount that they're charging you. That's yeah, the, <laughs> but these still ex- no, we have these exclusive fucking meals. Like oh, we have swordfish that. We made the nuggets. Like, who the fuck? Like, I don't, I don't know. What is a te- what does a test kitchen even fucking do? But he, well, we gotta go because that's what. And then like, then, uh, they have a, they have a movie theater out there. They have a movie theater Dude, in the seaport. It it's fucking weird. It's yeah. Like if you grew because your boss nigga, you grew up yeah. going to the movie theater downtown. Downtown. Or yeah. like Fenway, maybe, but most Fenway, downtown. Uh, no, Fenway was like. I don't know Fenway. The Fenway movie theater actually for a while felt at first it felt di- it felt ickier than the other one. It's definitely ickier. It's just grow like it's it, it got it's been gentrified now. But the downtown one was like that's where I was like I right, you take your dates there. Yep. I think the first like it's, it's like it's, it's shout out to the downtown theater. Then you go to but then this one in the seaport is just lifeless. So you walk in, it's kind of like one of those minimalist joints where you walk in and. I remember I was like, as me and my girlfriend at the time, and I was like, I'm gonna go, but I'm gonna go buy, you know, snacks and like sodas and stuff. Cause I had a job, so I don't feel like I didn't feel like taking stuff in. I was like, you know what? Let me just cheat. I'm gonna cheat this. I'm gonna do this all the way right. So I go and I order. I'm like, yo, I want some sodas and then I want some candy. And they were just like, they got quiet. And I was like, what's up? And they're like, yeah, um, 
one second. Let me go talk to my manager. And then go talk to the manager. What? The, man, the, man, the, man, the manager comes back. That is a basic move. It, it, no, it gets it get, no, it get, it gets worse. <laughs> it gets worse. They're like, all right. And they're like, okay, so we have candy here, but we don't like selling it because we don't want to attract children. What? At the fucking movie theater. Where are the children coming from, first of all? Where are their children unattended in the seaport? In the seaport, <laughs> I think they might mean. I think they might mean like. So they, I think. I think. They, I think they mean teenagers. They don't. They didn't want like. They mean hookers. They, 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 they didn't want. Yeah, they're they're, they're they're doing everything they could to be like. We don't want any niggas here. So it's to the point that I saw Black Panther there, and it was li- it was lifeless. Ooh. And then after wow. the movies, yeah, it was really bad. Then after the movie or whatever, I went. There's like it's just weird. It's like because in that in that same movie theater, like. That it's the one building that's a movie theater that had two restaurants in it. There's like a Patagonia there too, right? Yeah, there's yeah. Patagonia across the street. <laughs> so I went to the so we went to the restaurant, and apparently, like the waiter was like, "Hey, so like you're friends with the manager, so we said whatever you want, you can just get." And I was like, "All right, shit." And I was like, "How do I know?" It? <laughs> and that, for a second, I was like, "Oh, like this is this is because of comedy, because of you know, like." Oh, I must be doing really good in comedy because da da da. Because one because one time I was on a plane and the steward the steward was just like, "Oh, you're a comedian, right?" From Boston, I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, whatever you want, I'm, I got you." And I felt cool as shit. But then the same night, my dog fell down the stairs and I had to put her to sleep. Oh no! <laughs> so it was like, no. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, that was a, that was the whole thing. I, it's all good. I got, I got it tattooed right here. But anyway, so that so that's the last time I was like, oh, so I was like, don't. So the voice in my head was just like, don't get too cocky about this. If somebody recognizes you, something bad might happen because you know that was the experience I had. So then we're ordering, it's dope, and then somebody comes by and they're just like, yeah, the manager, he's, he hasn't come by, but he just wants to say that he really respects your work. And I'm like, hi. He's like, yeah, you know, like what you've done in the restaurant industry is so. And I'm like, wait. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> and the dude walks over and this white guy walks over and he has that, huh? Like that they say hello, like, hello, old friend. Like, hey. <laughs> and I'm just like, hey, um, I don't think that's me. He's like, Are you sure? I'm like, no, that's not, I'm not I don't work in a restaurant. He's like, Oh, it's like, oh my God. I saw you, I thought you were da 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 da. And you know how white people do and like when they mistake you for somebody else, they will try to convince you that you are in fact that person. <laughs> <laughs> What's I have more, a funny story like this. You don't know who you are, or that they mis- <laughs> they mistook a black. Yeah. They're like, nah, you're, you're, no, you t- you're totally, no, you're totally that. Like, like, nah, st- like, you sure you're not? Because I swear, I swear. And it was it, like, and after that, there, I swear, it just like, you want me to say yes, so you don't feel right. Like, you can just see in their eyes, yeah. like, oh no, guilt. I'm actually racist. What do it's I do? And it's. In. Yeah, and it sucks because when it's a guy, when it's a guy that does that, when this dude did it, I was just like, all right. I was like, yo, it's all good. I still got a discount because he felt bad because he was a man of right, action. Right. When white women do it, they just like you can see in their eyes, like, oh shit, oh my god, what happened? Please help me out, or I will cry, and it'll be all your right. fault. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was that was my experience in the seaport. But what was your experience? But before we tell your story, um, can you like? Because I know you have a, I was just on your SoundCloud, and this might be okay. and. Uh, Tell us what pro like on your SoundCloud. What's the newest thing you have up there that you really like? The newest thing I have, I think, the single "Call My Phone" is up there. Call my uh, phone. I just put that up uh, on the 11th, I believe, and yeah, I'm really happy about that song. It's uh, one of the first tracks I'm putting out for my next release that's uh, gearing up to come out this year. I got a 
single or two coming afterwards, but that track is really special to me. I wrote it like a year ago. Uh, I just put the TV on. Sometimes I have the TV on and I'll just yeah. have like random shit going on on the TV yeah, while yeah. I make music. This time I like found this rabbit hole of YouTube where it's like old TV channels. Oh, bro. Like, so I found like WFXT commercials. I love about yeah. <laughs> kind of sounded like that. Uh, <laughs> that was perfect. Like, I found like old WFXT commercials, like Fox Twenty Five. Yeah, and wait, 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 like, was that was that was, was that when Maria Stefanos was on it? Yes, absolutely. Oh yeah. my God! Maria <laughs> Shout yeah. out to Maria Stefanos. Oh Maria shit! Stefanos. Shout out to Maria Stefanos. Yes, Shout out yes. I, no, I, I know it is. Yeah, when this re- this was recorded on the last day of Black History Month, but Maria Stefanos, I just want to say, hi. <laughs> I see, I see. Like, I know you were somewhere. Yeah, she, she's out there. I follow, I follow her on Twitter. I know what she's doing. With. She's on IG too. <laughs> oh, she's on IG. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Shout out to Maria Stefanos. Come on the show, please. I'd appreciate it. But anyway, keep talking. Keep talking. Yeah, something. Um, I think when I came up with the guitar line for this song. The Capri Sun commercial was on, where yeah. they turned into like T1000s. You remember? Oh that? yeah, I remember that. <laughs> they just, they drink it up and they just fucking turn into the liquid metal Terminator. Yeah, that kind of oh. just sparked it for me. It was just like, all right, I guess that's the sound. That's cool. Um, actually, with that said, because I, I want you to tell the story, I want you to tell the story about mistaken identity. But like, that actually reminded me of the thing I because I, I read like an interview like briefly of you of yours, and you said that like you kind of cheat recording like it's like a seasonal thing where it's like you just don't. You don't actively like try. You're just like I'm just gonna let it come to me. Yeah. And I think that's like. And when I saw that, I was really like, oh, that's so dope. Because just recently, I've been trying to adopt that same mentality for my own work. And yeah. I wanted to ask with that is, um, was it always like that for you, or did you like kind of did you did you just discover, how did you discover that this was a thing you could do? It was really trial and error. Um, to go way back i started making music in like 06 mm-hmm. my cousin was uh using fruity loops on his computer i looked at his computer and was like all right i'm gonna download that on limewire and just get started um <laughs> that's the most that's the most 2006 limewire pro from limewire then download fruity loops um and then yeah i just started making beats i Actually, the biggest catalyst to, for me making, uh, starting to make these was uh, the Adult Swim bumps. Yeah. I saw, like Flying Lotus, made, I didn't even know who Flying Lotus was at the time, but I heard his bumps and I was like, all right, I'm probably never gonna hear this beat again. I'm gonna try to recreate it in Fruity Loops. And that was my first beat. But um, in terms of the creative process, it took, it took a couple of years for me to realize that like, if I made if I tried to like write a certain type of song at a certain t- time of year, it just wasn't going to pan out. So like over time, I had to realize, okay, well, if I'm motivated right now to make this kind of music, I'm just going to stock up on, like, just keep stock of as much music I can make right now of that kind of music and just save it over time. And when I'm not motivated, I just put my efforts into different things like making video or making beats for other people and just like stock up as much of that as I can, the highest quality I can, so I can just have it for later and just figure out what I'm going to do with it. That's that's super dope. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm sorry to cut you off there. Keep going. No, it's okay. I was going to say a lot of people get stuck on, like, I got to make 
a single, I got to make a hit every two weeks and put it out like four weeks after that. But I feel like you get stuck. Like you can get behind yourself doing it that way. Yeah. And like, you don't know what's up, what's next. Like you'll just be in the middle of the ocean, not understanding what you're doing. I feel yeah. like I'm always, yeah. I feel like I'm always in control of that in a sense, because I plan my music out like years in advance. Like mm. some of the songs that I put out on these projects are from like five to ten years ago. Oh wow! Yeah, like the last EP I put out in 2017, the first track "Wet Dream" on it, I made it with like my band, my first ever band in like 2008, 2009, and it wasn't going anywhere. It was just sitting in Gmail, so I just rewrote it, fixed a few lyrics, and it fit. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's wild. Yo, that's <laughs> so cool to me because it's just like I kind of I kind of see jokes that way, like the exact yeah. same thing where it's like there've been jokes that I've written. Like I wrote a joke once. I there's a joke that I wrote maybe like four or five years ago. I write a joke like, all right, this is cool. I'm not in the place to tell it yet because right. if I try to tell it now, it's not gonna come. It's not gonna have this the sentiment that I want it to have. Right. And then I find like, and then like a couple, like I forget, I forget about it. And then a couple, like maybe like one day, I'm like I'm writing jokes. Oh yeah, that thing, that thing I had an idea for, and it'll just come about. And yeah. on top of that, I realized like the conflicted energy of when you try to make shit. Because for me, joke writing or any type of writing, any type, any type of art, I'm always very like, un- I feel like I'm under the gun of just, I have to do this now to maintain the attention or maintain the momentum to get because. When you're when you're trying to like establish yourself, you're like, oh shit, I have to fucking do all this stuff to get enough yeah. attention. And then finally, when I get the attention, I can relax a little bit. But so I kind of I'll start I'm starting to work on like Instagram schedule. Yeah, because yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, because I'd be like, oh, I gotta I gotta draw a comic, and if I do a comic, I have to post it at eight o'clock in the morning on Mondays, Tuesday, whatever. I have to do that. Or on the flip side of it, I have to post. I have to post every day on my other on my other page because if I don't, the, I, like I'm not gonna get the attention that I desire. And then it made me realize, wait, why? And then like that lack of patience with it made me realize I wasn't creating for myself. Like you said, yeah. I was lost in the ocean on a trip I didn't want to go on. Like, where am I fucking going? Right. So I understand when you say that. That shit makes total that that shit resonates with me a lot. Yeah, because it's like. I don't know if you think about it this way, you can like stock up on all of that stuff and have a good like three to four month run of shit every couple of weeks, like sprinkle it out and you'll be good. Like if you're, if you're putting all of your effort into like the best kind of work you can, it's going to resonate over time. So you don't have to think week to week. You can think Mm -hmm. like post to post or just like piece to piece. That's kind of like where I've been at lately. I, I want to like just get away from the influence of algorithms. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just want to get. I want to get on my Radiohead shit, bro. Like, yeah, like, do what I want. <laughs> yeah, I think what you're and what you're ta- what you're discussing also is just like a lot of patience. And yeah, how do you? Hard. Yeah, exactly. What to say, how do you maintain that patience? Because I know there's, there's a voice in there's a there's a voice in your head that's like you, you gotta. You gotta do this. Like it's like you got you gotta do this right. You gotta do this right now. You gotta do this. You gotta do this. You gotta. Yeah. This, this, there is an urgency there. So like, how do you deal with that and maintain your patience and maintain your vision? Uh, I lean on my support systems a lot for that. Like my family and my friends are really 
helpful with that in terms of like just like mental health and like keeping my focus straight on like because if you don't have any kind of like foundational tethers to yourself that way you can really get lost because that patience is the hardest part like Mm -hmm. not a lot of people have the patience to like stick to a creative career like that it's definitely not for everybody yeah for sure Uh, i feel like yeah you just need you need those support systems to keep you keep you going all right i i agree i agree with that as well i think I, i've recently discovered that support like is so important like today literally like before this i, I i'd been like i've been crying like all day not bad but just like, I, like I, somebody posted a clip of uh kofi kingston winning the 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 world championship oh, wow. at wrestlemania yeah. and i watched it again like i thought like so i was like i, started, I watched that and started crying and i just wa- then i just watched diff- i watched eddie guerrero's win and i was oh, just man. i was like i was just like i almost was crying <laughs> so then i went from that then i watched like Kanye win his first grammy then i wow. watched uh derrick rose we had his 50 point game i watched the you're, you're the mvp speech by what you call it kevin durant and i just been crying yeah. and, and as i was thinking about as, what i was watching what made was making me cry was just like these people in these moments are crying because they're so grateful for the support yes. they've gotten. Right. And I was thinking about my own support. And I just, I just recently discovered how much I relied on them. And I want to ask you with that, how do you, when did you realize you were supported like that? And how do you use your support? That's a good question. Um, I feel like I realized it in different ways all my life but not in the most obvious ways. Like, damn, I got to think about that. Um, I don't know. I love my mom. She puts up with a lot of shit. I put up with a lot of her shit. Before you keep going, can you name another song that you like that you made off your SoundCloud? That's when I have this in the background. Because you're, like, like, you're one of the first musicians we've had on the show, so we can, like, we can just play you. Like, sure. We can just play your music. Like, shout out to Lord uh, Africana. Because <laughs> you yeah. had him the other day, but it's like that. But yeah, so just, yeah, just keep naming songs, whatever, bro. Uh, play secret. Uh, play fuchsia. Fuchsia. That's a good one. That's a. Uh, I did the hook for that, and that's Kari. I don't know if you know the rapper Kari, and he has Coda the Friend featured on it. Oh, I know Coda the Friend. Jordan yeah. Temple, former guest of the show. Jordan Temple. He, he loves Coda the Friend. So yeah, no, it's it's a banger. It's a banger. All right. So you're talking about just support and just your mom and, how you, like, and I was going to say before that, like, it's so cool. Like we're probably at the age we could be like, my parents are kind of assholes. Like, I <laughs> yeah. love them. It's like, because like, cause like, it's like, I'm an, like, look, but I like, I'm an asshole. So if I'm an asshole, right. I came from asshole people. So it's like, exactly. I, I got, they dealt with my shit. I have to deal with theirs, which is, I think is, that's profession. That's yeah, love. Exactly. It's, it's transparent. And mm-hmm. like being able, like one of the main things that like had to learn to understand is like how they, they lived based on like the idea of like living from scarcity, like building mm. from scarcity. And I feel like I am at a place where I can be the catalyst to that now, which is like crazy to me. Like, I feel like I'm in a position where I can break the bad cycles of capitalism in my family and finally like move upward, like in a way yeah. that is positive and not exploitative of anybody around me. And that kind of i feel like there's a there's a good idea there's a good sense of like paying it forward where they helped me mentally 
and I can help them financially in the long run. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I can help them mentally with like all the things I've been learning outside of like whatever bubbles they've been living in. Because I feel like we all live in bubbles and like, especially generationally, like multi-generational black families like end up in different bubbles. Like, yeah. Like your like your parents might not have gone to college, but your kids do, and then those grandkids like end up in another country based on whatever other factors. So that's like already like five thousand different bubbles, mm -hmm. influencing three generations. Yeah, I agree with that, hundred percent. That shit, like I was thinking about that, being generational wealth, generational progress, and. It's an inherent thing that I think we don't learn in capitalism. Capitalism doesn't teach yeah. you like the patience of, hey, your kids will be rich, or one day, like you're not working. The, the, the capitalist idea is, hey, if you work hard, you'll be a millionaire. Right. That's not how it's work. But go, if you work, if you work hard enough, your kids will have kids that'll be millionaires. Exactly. And that, and that's like, and that, in a weird way, is more. It's more motivating. Right, because then you realize it's, it's like, and it takes less pressure. It takes less. It takes pressure off of you. And now you're like, oh, I can succeed. I can live. I can live the life I want to. But the goal is, I have to instill that belief and instill the lessons I've learned into my child, and I can go. Right. It's cool to be at the place where you can be like, oh, I'm the one that can like really push this forward. Right, and the major thing that I've been realizing is that like. Capitalism isn't going anywhere in our lifetime, you know? Like, it's not going, even in our kids' lifetime. So, like, we'll have to sustain ourselves within that system and build the kind of equity that can transcend that for our kids. Like, we have to be able to, like, build a kind of wealth that, like, if our great-grandkids live through, like, the, the downfall of capitalism, that they'll be yeah. good. Yeah, yeah exactly and i think i like hearing i like black i like black capitalism a lot i like hearing yeah. niggas talk about capitalism because out here white 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 people most it's mostly white left leftist people are gonna be like oh capitalism is so evil we need to smash this system and they'll call niggas sellouts and shit like that i'm like you have to go like, Yo, you realize that niggas we were slaves in this at one point. We were, we were, yeah. at, we were, we were the capital in capitalism. <laughs> yes, we exactly. we, yes, Literally trust us. The, the tokens and pillars of capitalism. <laughs> yeah, we know how we know how we know how evil this is. We know how evil this is, and we've been fighting this for four hundred fucking years. So, can you please? I understand you want to tear down these systems, but give us a fucking minute to make some goddamn money, please. Because right, right, we like right. we know we know how this works. Like we're with you. We agree. Yes, we agree. But we also know how fucked up the situation is. Exactly. Like, Y'all just like oh, oh capitalism. Because like you're sitting down, and yes, it's natural. I think it's natural to be like, oh, you're gonna see like Bernie or whatever, and want and like what he says, or Elizabeth Warren, and like what she says or whatever. Fuck. But it's just like, I think. I'm watching a lot of like young people, and, I'm, and I include myself in this. We just learn how we think the world should work, and we're so idealistic about that, and we try to push that forward. Yeah, but it's like no, the world's gonna work the way it does. We can make exactly. changes, but those changes take time. Absolutely! Wow, yeah. this is a deep cut that I really fuck with. This is a, you know Kadeem, right? Yeah, this is Kadeem. This is a beat I produced for Kadeem. Um, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Boston. Well, Boston 
what I like about it is it's so small where everybody knows each other, but it's not small enough that everybody can collab the way we were supposed to. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, I, I think that's like, an infrastructure thing, though. Yeah. There's no infrastructure. I mean, actually, one thing I will say is that the infrastructure is growing. Um, I was just in a uh, studio session today at um, the record company. Yeah. They're like a nonprofit. They have million dollar studios for like $65 for four hours. Oh, wow. Get in there and just get it, whatever you want done. So I think that's like a step in the right direction. I think so. I think. Uh, I know it's in New York because there's a lot of that, but there's also just a lot of like. Everyone is like, people are just like, yo, I might not be a rapper, but I'm a dope engineer. Or I'm a dope. Yeah. Da, da, da. Like, I want to be in this world and I want to figure out how to make this happen. I feel like in Boston, there's a lot of struggle of just like, if it's hard to be a rapper making it out of the city. And people are like, oh, it must be hard to be like an engineer making it out of the city. It must be hard to be like somebody who, who writes about music out to make it out of the city. It's hard. Right. Like, and it's also, we feel the desire to make it out of the city instead of just being like, mm-hmm. let's make Because I've seen so many people try, and I included myself in this, so many people try and fail to build this, to make the city more artist friendly. Because mm-hmm. that's the hardest part. And I think that's why like, I wanted to have you on too, because. You're a Boston artist in a city that's not friendly to its artists. Yes. I think um, a major part of that is literally putting the money in the artist's pockets. Like, oh, yeah. That's such a foreign thing for the music industry, which is kind of like wild to me. But um, I feel like if I can get like a really good bag, I can use whatever clout I get from that to put on people that I believe in in the city throw them a beat, give them like a little bit of creative direction and help them make a hit and have that blow up. Or just like give them advice on how they grow, like how they can grow. Like, I feel like it's it's really all about paying it forward. I it's all so. about paying it forward. Yeah. Like yeah in a no. way that is like very constructive, like very like direct and constructive and not just an idealistic idea of selling like an American dream. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's, a lot of what hip hop is like hip hop is the African American dream. Oh, yeah, it always it is African American dream. It's African American struggle. So yeah. uh, and I'll get into that later. But just, just again, yeah, I want Boston to be. Like, I just remember what I, I remember when I found out about the Boston Music Awards, and I got so excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I I went to one. And I was just like, oh, it's just. It's not the. It's not. It's not. It's not the. It's not the artist. It's never the. It's not the artist. It's just like the people. Yeah. It, everyone that was there was just either an artist or they were just like associated with an artist. Yeah. It wasn't like fan. It wasn't like a lot of fans people who support the support shit. Versus like cause this is a House of Blues and I've been to so many concerts there and supporting the person of that. Right. So you'll go to. Like, I went to a French Montana concert and it was packed like a fucking packed. dick in that mall. It was. It was packed. I also. I, it was like we went to this and it was so packed that. We got. We also got the VIP passes to go to like that weird foundation room, You're right? And I'm pretty sure when I was there, I got like, look, this the thing happened that I was like, like looking at looking at it now. I was like, oh, this was this dude hit on me in the most jaily way. <laughs> it was so jaily. Like I look back at it, and like, I think because 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 all right, in my spare time. Well, I, I, cause you said YouTube deep dives. I respect that because I take YouTube deep dives too. And when I've been yep. doing a lot, of, and I don't know when I'm when I'm anxious or whatever, I watch this this one white dude 
who's from Florida and Boston at the same time. 1090 Jake is he's a white jail nigga. He's from he's like from like yeah, he's like from like he was born in Medford, moved to Tampa, then moved back to South. He lives in Roxbury right now. He's a jail nigga. Okay. He's telling he just tells jail stories and he talks about how people get extorted, how people kind of get like raped and stuff in prison. And he told us he tells like I was like, oh well what happened is like they'll come up to you, they'll be really friendly. If you respect, they'll give you stuff and then they start to make suggestions mm-hmm. and you realize as time goes on there's a little bit more of a threat there a threat there a threat there and then it's like there's an implication so i was so that's grooming. what i'm like yeah grooming at the french montana concert this dude tried to groom me i could fucking oh remember like, we're chilling and i'm like you know young broke stupid and he's just like hey man you have to you have a good time I'm like yes let me buy you a drink bro <laughs> I'm like, word. This is this is just this is nice. This is a nice guy. Buys a drink, and then I'm sipping it, right? Then he's like, oh, word, word. Then he sips it. I'm just like, what are you doing? He's like, nah, bro, I bought a drink. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, Wait, what? And then, right, he was like, ah, oh, but you like that? Yo, sip, yo, yo, sip that shit. And I'm just like, nah, nah, bro. You're not gonna sip it, dog. We've been kicking it. And I'm just like, so now I gotta sip the drink again, mind you. Here's the part where this is the part that's embarrassing. It was the same straw, and I was like, "All right, this is this happened. This happened." And, and he was just like, "Yo, all right, bro. Yo, let's go." And Eunice goes, like, "I'm going outside to smoke." And I'm like, "All right, you can go do that." And he's like, I, "And like, I could see in his head, he's like, but I thought that we were doing the thing. Like, it was like I think he was trying to flirt with me, but he's flirting with me like a jail nigga." So yeah. he thought like he's like oh he thought like well jail politics dictate that we, and I was like no I'm so I left and then later <laughs> my homie was just like yo this is dude outside who kept who kept trying to smoke with me I don't know what was going on I was like oh was he was he like this and kind of Spanish like, yes guess that was the same nigga bro so this dude was trying to groom niggas oh my god at a French Montana show at a that French Montana right. concert that sounds about right <laughs> yeah because that's the what I miss about Boston too was just like. I miss going to the House of Blues to like see like any rap show, and you would see in the front like all white kids, and in the back you'd see the back left corner you would see the hoodest niggas you've ever seen in your entire life. Yes. <laughs> and it's just it's just this is a, a cloud of weed, and it's like this niggas just looking they just looking around all shifty eyed. Right. They um, got in. At least one of them got in with a gun. Yeah, well, because 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 they knew the security, because the security's yeah. always because security's always like a, a nigger from Cambridge, and they be right. oh, Don't even worry about that, bro. I got you. Don't even worry about it. Go through the side. Yeah, go through the side, bro. So yeah, shout out to House of Blues, Boston. <laughs> Jesus Christ, mistaken identity story. Yeah, it's back to that. So I don't forget. Okay, so I was in New York. I was on Broadway with uh my my girlfriend at the time, and yeah, we were just walking up the street. So, you know when like somebody starts walk like comes out of a building at the same speed that you're walking? Yeah. Kind of like walking with you. Yeah. So somebody w- gets out of the building as I'm walking past and start walking with me. I see he has like a Galaxy do-rag on and like actually a matching print Galaxy like hoodie. That's... I look at him. He looks at me like he knows me. And I give him the nod. And he gives me the nod back, like, do I know you? It's fucking Terrence Howard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I don't know if you know this but like on the show we have Darren Tower comes up and it's like once or twice an episode right <laughs> I feel like what are you saying to 
No, no words. <laughs> no words at all. <laughs> but he's like, but, but he's like, I don't. But did he really? Did he say that? Like, did he acknowledge you? Like, I know you. Did he realize? Did he realize? Oh, I didn't know you. No. It was no, I, it was still up in the air. I just kept walking. So you think you think in his mind he was wondering why did my friend say what up to? Why, why did my friend say what up? What's going on? Yeah, he's him. probably like, oh, you he's know. with his girl. Oh, he's yeah. with his girl. <laughs> he's with his girl. <laughs> so he was like, what was, that, what, was that, what was he saying? Hey, babe, I don't know what's wrong with him, man. I was just talking. I gave him the nod. He gave me the nod, but he didn't come over and say hello. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I think, you know what? I'm going to develop my own math right now. <laughs> As God is my witness, I will have my own math. <laughs> that's a very good Terrence Howard. <laughs> that's, why, that's why it's so fucking funny that you said Terrence. <laughs> Yo, we've heard so many. I swear to God, Terrence Howard's come up so many times on the show. He has to do the show at some point. Yeah, I want to Terrence. Please do the show. Terrence Howard, please do it. Like, I legit... Like Soleil was told the story about which what did she find? It was Cookie Monster underwear in her size. She was at a, she was at a Target and she found Cookie Monster underwear and she put it. She was like, "Yes!" And as she put her hands in the air, Terrence Howard just turned the corner and they, they made eye contact. <laughs> so I know, we got Terrence Howard's story. That's so oh. Somewhere yeah. he's remembering all these moments, like, yeah, and this guy, I saw him, outside. and then the Cookie Monster underwear. <laughs> he knows it. Yeah, Reminiscing about strangers. <laughs> he oh seems like a type. We need yeah. a children's book. Oh my god! So, um, yeah, I gotta ask. And the times when you're like not creating and stuff. That's also, I mean, that's like, when you create. Do you listen to other other music or do you kind of just insulate? Oh, it depends. If I'm doing like illustrations or photography, I'll definitely listen to something else. Like, I don't know. I've been in a big in the key Glock lately. Oh, he also uh, shit. Yeah, key, key Glock is hard as hell, bro. Oh, what's, your favorite, what, what's, what's your favorite? What's your favorite key Glock song right now? Nineteen ninety-seven. Oh, we gotta play that. We gotta play. You gotta play that key Glock. Yeah, I fuck with. I fuck with key. Yeah, she's hard. It just goes like it just goes. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, we had a friend, a friend, a friend of mine who was on the show recently. Was like he uh, interviewed King a lot, and yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you said have you ever said an interview with the dude Trey on Vice where King Lock's talking about they talking about grits? No. Oh well, my friend, our guest, the friend of the show, Trey Smith, interviewed King Lock and Young Dolph, and he talked about grits. It was awesome. I gotta find that Kegel yeah. grits. <laughs> yeah, trust me, this, this is dope. Shout out to grits. Shout out to grits. <laughs> they get a bad. They get a bad. A bad rap. They definitely get a bad rap. I won't. I won't choose to eat them. But if somebody serves me grits, I'm gonna eat them. Yeah, they, yeah. And also, you get all people are like I want to put salt and pepper or like, sugar. Like, no, no. A white girl once made me grits with sugar in it, and it was nice. There you go. I like savory grits. I like butter in the grits. Yeah, I feel. I think my breakfast. Like that's another thing that's been changed about me. Like as as I grow older, is just like I used to love sweet. I was like, I need everything to be sweet, sweet, sweet. Now it's just like savory. Like I, I used to. I'd never said the word savory when I was younger, and now it's like savory comes up a lot. Yeah. Like I, just, I, need, I need something savory right now. I can't eat a cookie. I need something that feels like food. Right. It feels important. I have a steak in the fridge. I have to make that later. Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. We're getting yeah, I got him. 
Yeah, I gotta make some mushrooms. I gotta make some fucking. I gotta saute, saute some mushrooms today. Oh yeah, because I went vegetarian and it's kind of awful. Satan is really good. I will say that. All right, I had jackfruit the other day. That shit was great. That sounds good. I I, I think I had a jackfruit burger once. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was like, yeah, the thing that sucks is just like a lot of shit is just to get, it's all expensive. It's like all expensive. You'd be like, oh, what? You want ground beef? You can get a pound for $3. <laughs> oh, you want plant based ground beef? $12. Oh, my God. Absolutely not. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. This is a random question. Yeah. But do you have a favorite Sega Genesis game? Wow, that's a very good question. Because uh, I don't know, I, I don't know if Sonic you ever named Sonic Two. Sonic. Two. All right, work. Actually, that's actually that's 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 dope. Because I ever Sonic Two, the soundtrack is crazy for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Is that, yeah, because I was thinking, because I was thinking about Sega because like we had like I keep referencing old shows. I'm just remembering different people. And yeah. who was it? Our boy Barky, our boy Barky Bugs or whatever. Barky Bugs, like he told me he was, he was talking about like you know different like video game soundtracks. And we talked about Sega. And we talked about like. Street Fighter had a great soundtrack. Yeah. Sonic had a great. Sonic has like a it's like a secretly good. Like it's like weird. I heard rumors that like maybe maybe Michael Jackson worked on it. That was Sonic Three. Oh, see, I knew it was one. I knew it was one of them. Did. He yeah, absolutely so, did. So that tells like that's and I think like because also when I, when I hear your music, I just see like when I watch the process, I just I get a video gamey vibe, and yeah, I mean in the best way where it's just like I think for a long time. Well, especially nowadays, like the PlayStations and all this shit, with the, the PlayStation Four, PS Five, and shit. This is like there's this idea of like we need to have realism, and you should be like this game needs to feel like a real thing that's happening. Like I was playing yeah. a game just now where it's just like, it's just I gotta watch people's faces and like see their emotions and like, and everything is based in like this real space. And so no video games just to be like, hey, this is futuristic. Tech. This is like tech. Right. You don't know exactly what's going on. Like the like the Capri Sun commercials. Or a exactly. TV show, re- or a TV show reboot. Like it was all magic, and it's like it was I miss that energy. It's, yeah, it's aesthetics, and like I think that when I hear a lot of your shit. I hear an aesthetic, and I'm just like, oh, this is this is cool. Like you're you're building from a place. It's like it feels you're not thinking too hard about it. You're just letting. My mu- yeah, my musical aesthetic is literally King's outfit from Tekken Three. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole like music aesthetic like <laughs> every, <That's... laughs> every part of that outfit is my musical aesthetic <laughs> oh yo i still don't know if king is like he's wearing a mask or that's just his face he's a wrestler he's a wrestler but like is, yeah, he's, is, he's is like he... a ray mysterio yes that's him. i thought it, i thought i thought he had the, i just thought he had a leopard head nah i mean nah nah it's a mask it's just very realistic <laughs> Because I've, I've seen the man, I've, I've heard him growl. I've seen like that. Yeah. The growl is kind of confusing because it's like lifelike tiger leopard growl. Yeah. But like yeah. Armor King has the exact same mask. Yeah, but Armor King, is, aren't Armor King and King not the same person? No. They're like tag team, but also rivals. Yeah, because then in Tekken 4, there's another wrestler in the game because he, in the game canon, he injured, he severely injured Armored King. Mm. So then if you beat the game as King, 
you see the wrestler like i think the wrestler lost the fight and he's like injured so you see king walk into his fucking hospital room as the dude's on life support and king is like about to kill him in his sleep my god like he's holding him like <laughs> he's, 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 and he's like no i can't do it all because he wow. injured his all because he injured his tag team partner wow and that's the level oh my god it got dark as shit in the we got the mood lights oh shit this is like this is almost cool but it's kind of like it's a little bit I don't. This isn't an aesthetic I want for this. It's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> okay. talking about video game murder. That's not what I want. All right. Nah, I fucking Tekken. That's one of my favorite games of all time. Oh, Tekken is Tekken's up there for me as well. I think I like this. Yeah, the aesthetic again. It was also just like. Um, it was also just like. Tekken took itself seriously enough. Mm-hmm. And we talked about generational wealth. We talked about generations and like in fact that's a game about generational wealth and how like Hiachi's grandfather started this idea that was the fucking president of this company. Then Yakuza was like trying to he was trying to fight for some shit. And then Genesis it's like four generations of a family. Right. Which I think is like again, that's like that's 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 a cool thing to come back and it's like maybe Tekken is just a game about the disconnect between family values and capitalism I don't know he threw that nigga off a cliff yeah exactly yeah he threw him into a volcano and that that was symbolic of volcano. yeah you threw him into you threw him into a volcano you threw your son into a volcano how, how mad could you possibly be oh man did you see the trailer for Mortal Kombat yes I fuck with it. I think it looks good, like for what it is, especially. I think all right. Well, blew my mind, and I think it made it. It made me side eye every other Mortal Kombat because Raiden in this one was Asian, right? And I was like, so he could have been Asian this whole fucking time, the whole time. But you had you had you had this fucking white guy. This French guy. Yeah, you fucking had Christopher Lambert or whatever play him in the fir- in the fir- in the first movie. They were just waiting for the right Asian actor. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They <laughs> waited all these years. <laughs> like, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. But beyond that, I saw that Sub Zero Sub Zero is played by the guy from The Raid, which is gonna be super yeah. dope. Um, I don't like how they keep changing Jackson's storyline because Jackson because I remember Jackson beginning was like, ah, I'm Jack. I'm the big special agent. I like to fight with my hands. And the yeah. second one, he had he had metal arms. Because in the movie, it was just like, all right, I'm fighting dragons and shit. I need niggas and fire. Okay, I need metal arms because I'm not, I can't win a fight. I can't just two piece a nigga. No, I'm fighting to do a four arms. Give me metal arms. And now the, now the story is Jack's got his arms broken off and had to get, no, that's not what happened. I don't know. I feel like they don't, they, like, you never get to see a, like, also, it was like Jack wasn't that important. He could just not. I don't need. I didn't need to see Jack. There's some games representation. I think doesn't matter. I don't want <laughs> in Mortal Kombat when people die these awful violent deaths. I don't want to see niggas go through that. Right. Because <laughs> a black a black character is not winning that the movie. Like that. <laughs> yes, that's not happening. Even in the first movie, the only person who like really died was a nigga who wasn't even in the games. Yeah, he just he's just some nigga in like sweatpants. <laughs> they right. just added a black person just for like, yeah, yeah. And it, yeah. and they're like, oh okay, you fight his gate fights decent enough. Make him fight Goro. <laughs> <laughs> like, who's who's signing these people up for these competitions? Like, I, oh, um, 
Shao Kahn, uh, Raiden. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so glad I'm so glad we can talk about this because I'm like, I know because I love. I actually, I, I bought Mortal Kombat 11, and it's the no, the story. The story is actually really good now. Wow. And it's it, funny in that in that game actually, when you, if you beat the game as Jax because the game is based around time travel, you beat the game as Jax. Jax goes back in time and like stops slavery. Oh my god! Yeah, he's because he was like I, think I saw just, that on YouTube. Yeah, he, he got mad, but he was because he was just like, "Yo," because basically, like, he sounds like the eloquent, you know, the fucking archetype for black character in a fighting game, the soft-spoken, honorable, respectable. You know, I'm, I might have marched MLK ass nigga. No, he's he, so he said, you said like my people suffer too. No, in reality, he's like, "Yo, I, I just realized if I can beat up dragons and undead niggas." I'm gonna go free the nigga. I'm gonna go back and free my niggas. I want like if exactly. I can win, we can all win. Like that's yeah. He, 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 he focused on generational success. Exactly. It all has, just, it all comes back. It all comes back to that. I just want to see a plantation full of slaves with metal arms. <laughs> like we're done working. It's <laughs> like hot guys. Let, we gotta. Maybe maybe we're too hasty. How do we make this? How how do we how do we fix this now? Mistakes were made. What do we, what do, we do? Please don't. How made. do we resolve this? How do we resolve? Yo, <laughs> those are the those are the white those are the white words for I fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like right. we did something bad. How what, what, how can you make this better? Who can making this right? <laughs> we hear you. And like, so you see, you see all you see all these slaves <laughs> just jacked with metal arms, and it's like we hear you, and we see you. <laughs> <laughs> Let us off the plantation. <laughs> we oh, hear man. that, and we see you here. We're doing the best we can. <laughs> We're doing the best we can. <laughs> oh, oh my god! god. Uh, it's like it's just it's like trust. If you came from the future, you know that in 400 years we're gonna vote for Joe Biden, but we're doing we're really doing it for Kamala Harris. So <laughs> her ancestors right over there. You can you can tell tell him. He's right, yeah. Tell him he's right here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how the masters got their own time machine, but... <laughs> and they, they they just like they just went to the future to see what's happening. Like, right, that's how, that's how they placated the slaves. <laughs> they went to see if they got away with it. They're like, yep, yeah, still good. All right, <laughs> All right we're good. They, they went to the no, they went to the future, and they saw Jay Z holding like an Ace of Spades bottle, and they were just like, hand this this this, hey, this this is y'all. This is gonna be y'all. Y'all just chill. Don't kill me now, because you get to, you get to be this. You get to be. All that. One of your kids has dinner with this man. <laughs> <laughs> One day, One of your great, 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 great grandkids has dinner with this man. Oh my god! <laughs> Can you believe it? Oh man, that shit is fucking. So, all right. So, beyond key glock shit. So, you said you were actually important. You said illustration. What do you draw? I said, like, I grew up drawing. Drawing was like my first love. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first medium when I was like four or five I was doing comics and like notebooks by like 16 I had like 30 to 40 com- uh, notebooks filled with comics <laughs> I just fucking burnt them all because I needed to just Marie Kondo that out of my life but um <laughs> that's some that's some real oh my god <laughs> that is some real that's some real creative nigga shit it was like, very I lo- spiritual uh, every creative I know has a story like that where it's just like I was I did, a, I did this thing and I put mad work into it, and then when I just I stopped, I was like, never again, and I'm never gonna yeah. touch it ever again. Yeah, and then <laughs> recently I, just, I got like an iPad. Yes. I was doodling in it, 
and it's been very liberating it gets my mind off of things i can create with that without the idea of selling it what do you use to do it on you just use like the notes or whatever do you use like do you use procreate procreate yeah oh fucking shout out to pro i i because i just started drawing last yeah man and it's just like procreate is the best that's the best it's so smooth. Yeah. it's so smooth it shouldn't be it's almost criminal how easy it is to draw on the ipad right it feels like kid picks yeah kid picks i heard none i don't remember what what was it exactly it was like photoshop for kids in like 1996. Nah, i had i have that 96. okay in 96 the only thing i was doing on my computer i think i was playing like i was playing math last year okay or I was playing the pinball game that came on computer. Oh, the pinball game, <laughs> crazy! That shit went crazy. Or I was oh no wait no 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 this ninety six no ninety six. I was playing um the Doom clone, Ooh. the game Doom, but it was the clone that came in boxes of checks cereal. What the fuck? You ever you, you ever you ever heard of this? <laughs> no. Oh, I'm about to fucking rock. This 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 shit might fucking you might after this you might have to find it. So, so you know, this is back. This is back in the day. I think people, like, I think people were making games. Well, games are complicated. They weren't too complicated. So it's like if you knew the shit, you could just build a clone. And you could build like, you know, you could just you could just remap it and change the colors and shit. Right. That's why like Wolfenstein 3D became Doom, and then like right. other games like that, like Heretic, all that shit. Now, what happened was these games are all violent, Quest. adult, all that shit. Chex Quest was not. Chex Quest <laughs> was was shot for shot it was the same doom maps but they changed the story obviously and they changed the enemy and then wow. this and and so in doom if you don't got if you listen and you don't know doom the story about scientists opening a portal to hell and then you as a doom slayer have to kill these demons and it's right. basically at first it was wolfenstein wolfenstein was about you fighting super nazis all right so that's this but now Chex quest is a story about a race of serial people. <laughs> so, just, so it's just like little arms and legs out of a big check square. Checks. And they're like, oh shit. We're getting invaded. They're on this planet of checks. And they're being invaded by this alien race called the Soggies. The and the Soggies, the Soggies oh make cereal soggy. Disturbing. Yeah. So what you have to do is you had to blast like you didn't kill them you would use your weapons to teleport them back to their world but these are all like the doom weapons these, these are the doom weapons and shit yeah so they're getting blasted so, so again so it's like oh it's like yeah so you have a, you have the bfg the same it's the same gun as the bfg the big fucking gun but it's just like a giant teleporter or it's just like a teleporter yeah. with a scope on it you're like wait what the, that's not how this works oh shit we have a mini gun teleporter and it's you not know like in doom like if you lost if you were out of ammo you'd have like a knife or some shit yeah they gave you a spoon which you could do mini that's... teleportations with so it's like so but the spoon animation it looked it looked like you were stabbing somebody so they were like hey instead of getting health packs what you do is you eat a balanced breakfast bro Marketing was going crazy. In the it was. They were going. It was going stupid. I I love that game. And That's insane. Now here's this. This is where it got crazy, because it came on a CD, and I would put that in and I'd play it. But then on the CD also there was another software on it. It was a small thing that was just like, hey, check it out. Is we have this new uh, computer app you need to check out. 
the small software was AOL. Wow, of course. So of that's course. how we got onto the internet. We got that's how we got onto the internet at first. Wow. Because of Chex Plus. And then we were like, what's, what's AOL? And my, my parents talked about it. Like, oh, so now that's how we got internet access. That's wild. Shout out to AOL. Shout out to, shout out to AIM. Shout out to Instant Messenger. Shout out shout to Away Messages. Oh my God. Shout out to the shout out to the people who got cyber who got cyberbullied on AIM and didn't die. I salute y'all. Right. We made it. You keep trying to it. kill yourself, but you didn't do it. You didn't do it. <laughs> I used to go in there and do rap battles. <laughs> yeah. You go in the room, it's like, who wants to battle? Press 444. Go to nobodysmiling.com. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. The first, the first website where I put music up at? Newgrounds. Wow. Whoa. Newgrounds wow, Newgrounds. My first Good audience. Lord. My first audience. Wow. Oh, I used to love Newgrounds. Like five out of five every time. I would also rate myself five out of five every time I posted. You should. But they kept it up there. They kept it up there. That's what's up. Newgrounds. I used to play the games on Newgrounds. Yeah, I used to love Newgrounds. But then Newgrounds, Newgrounds, oh, it was cool. It had the energy of like a creepy uncle's basement. Very, very much so. Yeah. yeah, you know, but it's like, it's all because it was like they had like because they would no the thing that was weird about it, that was really fucked up. And I remember uh, one of my first mentors, Barry Crimmins, RIP. He went on this huge fucking campaign against internet, like internet child like child porn stuff, all that shit. And he was yeah. just like, you make so the problem is AOL. These sites are just so, so complicit in making these things so accessible to kids. Mm. At the time, I remember I go to Newgrounds to play games, and the games are kind of like you know like oh little small shoot 'em ups. Whatever the fuck. Some of the games are actually pretty fucked up now that I think yes. about it. But then it was like, oh, there'd be ads for like porn sites like milfhunter.com. True. But it true, wouldn't, true, and, like, and you know, like, porn ads now are just aggressive. Like, hey, you know what's popping. It's just like you're watching a super sped up clip of somebody getting fucked. You know what it is. Milfhunter.com is just like, it was just like, it was kind of, it was like in a kitty way. It's like, hey, milf, milf, milf. It's like they have little captions. They have like little, it was like little voice bubbles up and shit. And I used to, I remember one time I went to my dad's friend's house and I was on the computer and I was like, you know, playing games on new on Newgrounds. I was showing them this shit. It was cool. But then one of the people that lived there after I left went to one of the sites. And then we went to the site, they got their mom's credit card and paid for a subscription. Oh no. <laughs> Damn. So yeah, I think that was the last time I went to Newgrounds. And I, wow. I stayed away from Newgrounds. I stayed away from E-Bombs World. All that shit. Wow. Yeah. Probably a good idea. Definitely a good yeah, idea. Yeah, it's like... yeah, it's There's a lot of trash. It's a lot of trash, but it's also like... Really, it's just really scary. I think about the internet and how much like I love it. And, you know, it, it, it's done so much for all of us. But I've, I've noticed one thing about it is that um, it's really easy to get sucked into shit that you don't want to be sucked into. Yes. Like, absolutely. Going on these because I know you, I know you go on YouTube journeys and shit like I do. And you know how easy it is to find one video. Here. It was like, oh, this is gonna lead to a bad place. Yeah. Like you watch, you want to watch a video of somebody explaining, like, hey, this is what the show. Gar-, like you watch a video, like a ten minute, a ten minute uh, documentary about the show Gargoyles and why Gargoyles is great. And then it's like there's another video about Saturday morning, Saturday morning cartoons. What happened to them? Mm-hmm. Another video where it's just like, oh. The true story behind uh, Star Wars. And the next story is like, oh, how Finn from Star Wars is ruined as a character. 
And then, uh, the, next, yeah. the next story is like, oh, how Ray ruined the Star Wars universe. And then the next story is how Captain Marvel ruined the Marvel right, Mar- yeah, Mar- universe. Right, yeah, fucking misogyny, yeah, uh, cinematic universe. Exactly, now it's all misogyny, <laughs> and it's all like the social justice warriors. And you're like, wait, what the fuck happened? <laughs> it's easy, it's easy to get there, for sure. It's so easy. Do you hear me? Mm-hmm. Word, yeah. It's so easy to get there. So, like, one second. Somebody just rang my doorbell. I'll be right back. The Co-Intel Pro Cinematic Universe is the new slavery porn. Oh, shit. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> I don't want to get too, I don't want to get too deep into it. Cause... We don't have to. I'm not watching that movie. <laughs> oh, what? The, uh, the Jewish and Black Messiah? Yeah. I love the Lucas Brothers, but I don't know if I can do that to myself. Oh, Miss No. All right. This is what I'll say about, like, I, I watched it, and when it was over, I felt awful i felt really yeah. i felt really bad and it was powerful what it was is like the movie kind of exists in the place of if you know the story already it'll accompany it'd be a great piece about that the movie okay. in itself exists exists they shot well it exists and it tells the story of somebody who infiltrated the, who infiltrated the black panthers and what they did it's mm-hmm. good there the issue okay. is that like we don't like i think it's hard to be a jumping off point. It's kind of like if Star Wars started off with Rogue One. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, all right, because now, because now, like, I have to hear, I have to see more of the story. And it's hard for we can't get those stories because I think the U.S. government, as you see in this movie, Mar- Mar- Martin Sheen does an amazing. Martin Sheen is fucking incredible in that movie. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. Like he's he's in it for five minutes. And I'm like, God damn, that's what a fucking actor looks like. And it's just like. You see how racist and how like has like just the racism isn't the racism isn't like oh that, no, nobody says the n word one time. There's none of that. There's none of that. There's no like oh we're gonna we're gonna set you on fire, nigga. None of that shit. It's kind of like how they easily how a lot of FBI agents and CIA was like they were told like yo you're fighting communism, you're fighting these are, these are socialists, these are bad people, blah, blah, blah. And then Martin Sheen comes in like actually I just hate niggas. And you're like, oh, and then you realize, like, you see, they're like, oh shit, this is like, and how it kind of tells the story of how like Fred Hampton was so important to this movement, but the movement was struggling because they had to fight against this government of people who, but these people who believed, who sincerely believed that they were doing the right thing for America, even though they were being yeah. led by people that genuinely didn't like niggas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying about that. But I felt uh, that way about uh. I played through the Cold War campaign. Um, yeah, and it was Call so Duty. cringy for that same reason. It was just like, all right, well, they're trying to blur the lines between good and bad, but it's like Call of Duty, so they're not going to blur it that much. I can't do Call. Of, I can't play Call of Duty. Dog. <laughs> it was I the can't. first one I played in like ten years, and like, yeah, at the end, at the end of the game, I was just like, all right, well, I guess that's their interpretation of like what an antihero looks like. I guess. <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather fight aliens, dog. I can't play games where it's yeah. just like, like oh, da, da, da. like I, I, I tried, I tried playing Call of Duty. I tried maybe because like, on PlayStation Network, they were like, oh, you can get Modern Warfare Two for free. And I was like, all right, I'll oh, do I don't it. get that one. No, I, yeah, exactly. That's what. That's why. That's why I got. It. That's why I realized so I'm playing this it's shit. It's too modern. It's too, it's too modern. Mo- yeah, it's but it's like it's but yeah. it, it's too modern in the sense of like so you you, you go to boot camp. You already know it. They go to boot camp. I'm in boot camp, and like 
I'm in like something in the Middle East and you see all these soldiers somewhere playing basketball and stuff like that. And I'm looking around and I'm just like, what the fuck are we doing here? Right. Like not me as a character, but and like in the game, like why why is America here? Then like, oh we're we're right. then, you, then you're now you're in the tank going through going through the town and you see people like running in a hide and I'm like, what why are we here? Yeah. Why are we we don't have to be here? I was playing the Vietnam mission. They'd send you to back to Vietnam. And it's just like, all right, I'm very uncomfortable right now. I don't want to shoot any Vietnamese people. Dead. It's like, and even if I, even if I shoot, even if I shoot, if I shoot my gun and I miss everybody and I still shoot out windows and shit like that, I have trauma. I am traumatizing people for generations. Forever. I just, I hate versus like an alien game where it's just like, ah, oh, I'm an alien. I want to kill you because fuck it. But like it's a zombie. Ah, that's I, I like, I like that shit. Right. Like I played Ghost of Tsushima and I loved it, but like playing it, you're, you're like, yo, this is. The Mongols were monsters. You're like, oh my god, they make Mongols look <laughs> yeah. like fucking just growling, like just slovenly drooling evil. And I'm like, damn, like, I just want to play a game where I can fight against like gods or monsters. I don't want to fight against people. All right. So Streets yeah. of Rage, man. Streets of yeah, Streets of Rage, where it was just like you fought against like a thug who was wearing like a thrift store leather jacket and he had a mohawk right. and his name was like Slash and then he would die and he'd come back again, be another Slash. He'd be like, Word, he fought Slash the nigga. Two. Yeah, they fought, they fight the boss who would like have a knife and be moving like this. And he'd be like, Yeah, <laughs> right, come on, right? Right, to stab you and shit. And you'd fight, you'd be doing this all to Azalea Banks. Yeah, background. exactly. He's just playing, he's playing, he's playing two on two on the background and on the side. It's one two. Just like stabbing you and shit. No, that can't get any. And, ah, I just stabbing me. Ah, no, that can't get any. Nigga and, beating you up, beating the shit out of you, Azalea Banks. That's probably happening. Someone in the world would be nothing with Azalea Banks in the background. In Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, that's definitely happening. But, uh, I remember in Streets of Rage. I remember this is nothing that happened. There's, remember, like, like you you go into the like I don't even know the game. You go into the bar area, right? And you yeah. fight the lady with the electric whip. With the whip, yep. Yeah. Now this is what the coders at the time did. They were like, "Hey, um, since you can be a male character in the game, you can be Axel or Skate. It'd be it's uncomfortable to beat up a woman. So, right. and if you played as one of them, it's not a woman with a whip. It's the, it's the same sprite. It's the same character." It is, and I quote, a trans, a trans person. So like, hey, yeah. don't feel like, hey, don't feel bad about a bunch. Don't don't feel bad about a bunch of them. They're actually oh a guy. And I'm like, hey, remember when Jesus you said sometimes Christ. representation doesn't? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Sometimes I'm, 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 <laughs> that's not the way to do that. It's not the way to do this. No, it's not no. the way to do this. It doesn't Jordan doesn't Jordan have a joke about that? Like. Uh, he said something about uh, representation of black people in Wes Anderson movies. Like, I don't need to see oh that. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my. Yo, that, that was one. Of, okay. So did you guys see that movie? What was it? Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox? Yeah, I loved it. The fucking Black Wolf? Oh, he's going to show. The Wolf on the Hill? Oh, yeah. He just, he just does that and he disappears. <laughs> yeah. I remember I saw that in the theater with my friends in high school. He's like, is the wolf supposed to be black? I don't know. I ain't afraid of the wolf the whole movie. He doesn't understand him, but he puts up a fist to fucking relate with him. I didn't realize that the wolf. I, I just assumed because I just assumed it was like a shadow. But it's like it's, no, that wolf was a nigga the whole time. The wolf was a nigga the whole time. I thought the I thought, I thought the badger. I thought the badger in the movie was a nigga. I don't. I thought even like I thought even George Clooney. George Clooney. 
always put and I'm and like I thought I said, Oh brother, where out oh, oh brother, where art thou? Where art thou? He was a he was he was a nigga. You know, that George Clooney was a black <laughs> man that he was a black man. Yeah, he had fuck absolutely. yo, because I remember he had he had, a, he had a wave cap on and pomade the entire he fucking time. Yeah. He really did. He had the do-rag on the whole time. He had the do-rag on the whole yeah, time. Dapper man. I'm a dipper dapper man. Yeah, he broke out he, he he broke out of jail to start a fucking to start a band. The right, soggy bottom boys. His voice. Yeah. That's yeah. What? That's a that's a SoundCloud group crew. That is. You know, George, you know, George Clooney was like George Clooney was definitely a black man. <laughs> soggy bottom boys. Uh, it sounds like I'm little like, John produced him. Yeah, yeah. The so- <laughs> But if you, if you Google the Soggy Bottom Boys today, you will find something completely different. Don't, yeah, don't. probably like Boogaloo shit. Q&A. No, 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 no. Oh, no you, I mean, you still think music will come up? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you think Boogaloo? Oh, it's not, it's not, it's not you that. Me, you caught me, you caught me, you got me, you got me. You're not going to see, oh, yeah. A soggy, bottom, a, a soggy Bottom is something completely different. I'm not talking about British Bake Off either. You feel me? That's not. You're right. Soggy man, Bottom Boys, right. just all gang, they're all gangbangers from Mary Berry. Yeah, that's right. You're right, Mary. <laughs> Fuck Paul Hollywood. And his blue eyes. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That's funny. So, what was I going to say? So, um, what's the next thing I wanted to ask you? Um, I don't know, man. I'm just, like, really, like, it's fun to... The, when I hear you talk about your process and everything, I really enjoy it because... Yeah. It's... But it, in a selfish way, it kind of. I it, you're saying a lot of things that I agree with, and I'm yeah. like, oh, this I feel, it, I feel less alone about discussing. Like, oh yeah, this is the other side of you. Like I was t- like I was telling somebody yesterday. Literally, I was telling somebody yesterday. I was like, yo, the way I view life is kind of. I try not to think. I like I, I already know. I think a lot. I think mm-hmm. nonstop, and the times I can allow myself not to think and just act. It. Things come out way purer and it was way better. Yeah, but that comes that comes easier when you have people to talk to about the creative process. That's oh thing. yeah, and like that's that's my biggest thing about paying it forward. I love to like just impart that knowledge to help people just move forward. It's it's so important to just relate to people that way. Yeah, hundred percent, and definitely just even just connecting on, on connecting on a level because I think. For a long time, it was kind of the idea of like the starving artist, you know, isolated by themselves, bitter, right? Locking away for in a you you were locked in you locked in a, locked in a room. Uh, what Kanye was said? Locked like in a five room. Beats a day for three, three summers. Right, 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 right. You used to imagine him like by himself, just like duh, just doing this shit. But in reality, the best art comes from people who like feel supported and they're loved right. by people around them. And even with yay, like yay, because he said that shit and, and, and cat on what's called uh closing call or whatever. It's just like here are all the people that helped me make this happen. Mm-hmm. Every artist I know is just like they can just list a bunch of people that made shit happen. It's never this idea of doing things by yourself. But sometimes it's so exactly. easy to get caught up in the idea of just like art is a solo thing. And it's not that that's a solo, it's just that creating and figuring out your vision, that's solo. Because yeah. if people are involved in that shit, you're gonna be tainted. And also, people—if you're really making art, people aren't supposed to get it when they first see it. Exactly. Because you have a vision, you have an idea. Like you have a vision, and my vision is so—it's so easy to, to explain from the jump. 
then it's not worth fucking having. Yeah, yeah. It, it's all about the complexities within. Like, it can be that simple, too. But, like, somebody else is going to see something else in it anyway. Like, nobody exactly. has the exact same interpretation. And, like, even related to that and related to, like, imparting knowledge, you never know what somebody needs to hear or needs to see. Yeah. So, like, when you put yourself out there, you're putting everyone else's interpretation of yourself out there too so they're gonna get they're gonna get what they want out of it bro or or what they need yo i heard two there's two quotes i heard recently no no there's one quote i heard back in i read in complex magazine i read in the actual magazine in 2005 no not just five it was 2006 2006 i'm sorry it was kid cutting right they ain't gonna kick Cuddy because Dan Knight has just dropped. He's a kid named, a kid named Cuddy. That mixtape just dropped. It actually might be 08, whatever. It's still that time. It just dropped. And they're interviewing him. And he said, talking about his album. He's just like, yeah, when this album comes out, people are gonna think I'm either a genius or I'm crazy. There's not gonna be any in between. Yeah. And at the time when I heard him say that, that shit sounded so fucking cool. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, that's so badass. So misunderstood. And then, but then sure enough, that album came out and Kid Cudi, because we said it, he was so moody, but then when we look at Kid Cudi now, and he just appreciates that people love and care about his music and they're so inspired by his music and he's always paying yeah. that for and he's like, oh, this, is, this is dope. So that was the first quote I heard and I really was like, oh, this is, when, when you make art, people aren't supposed to get it at first, but when they get it, they're supposed to, they're supposed to be drawn to it. That's really um, cool. Then the second quote I heard, I was watching this. Vice has been doing this thing. Some of my YouTube dives have been good. Vice does this new thing where they talk about people who made like a one-hit wonder or whatever. How we made this song. Oh, you're playing that motherfucking. <laughs> Show up. Show up. But anyway, ah, oh, fuck. I love, I love, I fucking love this song. I want to, every time, I want to, I want to load a gun. I want to load a pistol. Like, I want to load like, a clip. Just like, not a gun, just the, just the, just the clip. Just a like, ah, nah, 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 nah. Then I want to like, put a cross in it, like fucking Antonio. No, that, like fucking George Clooney in Desperate, and I'm not in a night with Desperate Dawn with a cross in it. Like, all right. And shout out to George Clooney, dog. You ever watch the B6 Mafia when they're uh grand, they're, when they're Oscar? I don't remember. Oh, watch the, 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 the clips. The clips on YouTube. The clips on YouTube. It's fucking great because they win and you see DJ Paul, you see Jay, Crunchy Black, and Project Pat go on stage and they're all like, they just they just perform. They can't believe it. And then DJ Paul is like, "Hey yo, man, shout out to George Clooney, man. He's the coolest kid. Yeah, he, was, he was cool when I met him. My mama love you." And you see George kind like, "Yeah." <laughs> and also. You see Taylor, and of course, who else is there? Terrence Howard is like, of course, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I'm watching this this Vice shit, right? Talking about one hit wonders, and then the song "I Am Blue," all that shit, and there's they found the whole story behind that. And one of the people who was there was like, "Yeah, we made that song in two hours." We made that song in two hours and we did not know we were gonna change the world what we did. But at the end of the thing he's talking, he's like, people ask me, like, oh my god, you made this song, you made this song so quickly, you made the song so fast. How'd you do it? And he was like, No. We didn't make the song in two hours. We lived entire lives that led to this two hours. Yeah. We have a lifetime of experience that led to this moment. This is not just we're not it's not magic, it was destined. It was what we had worked and what we strive for. And those two things I really feel like 
that I do that it, it kind of just ingrains that idea of like patience and confidence in what you're doing because absolutely when you're creating art it's so it's so fucking vulnerable it's those it's the one because like you sit here just you're, you're you're making something for people to consume emotionally internally not even like it's like if, if you make if you make bad food people will still eat it right. make bad art people people if you make bad art people aren't gonna listen to that they're not gonna they're gonna reject that shit yeah they'll tell you what's bad people are like oh this, this food is trash i'm really hungry so i have no choice mm-hmm. but bad art people like oh, this is fucking awful bro like i i never want to see this again so it's like it's a vulnerable doubting thing but like you have you're putting vision. yourself in the most vulnerable position ever like, yes by making art showing people your like innermost thoughts or innermost feelings for sure bro for sure man that's that's so true and man it's that way too yo comedy for comedy for sure comedy one of those things where it's just like yeah you but because the thing about art too is like and the more i think about comedy it's kind of like it's gonna sound arrogant saying this but i think nick might agree with this Asani might agree with this but when you make content that the wrong people like, you're just like, I need to like, because that's the, that's the problem. Sometimes you can get the wrong thing. People can, people can like your shit for the wrong reason. You realize, yeah, that not because because I'm I am I know what I'm doing. I'm skilled in this, but that person likes this shit. Oh, then fuck that. I can that can be seen that ever. The Chappelle complex. Mm. Yeah, exactly. That shit though. That was, which was like. That was a that, that, that was, I think that was one of the most important things that he talked about that kind of got downplayed. Because yeah. when that shit happened, everyone was like, "Yeah, fuck Comedy Central." And it's like, no, it's not fuck Comedy. Central. I mean, kind of, but it's like it's more like, no, this feeling is real, and it could have been anybody that that shit. This right. idea of just like people aren't laughing for the right shit. People don't get where I'm coming from. You, you, like I saw, I saw what you call it. Um, who did I see? Daniel Tosh. I saw Daniel Tosh perform and he's i thought he was great but his crowd was all just like tribal tattoos and fucking mm-hmm. the jer- it was these like, bros and i'm just like i think he hates this mm-hmm. so Ooh, he probably hates it. yeah there's, there's a clip from one of his specials where there were like drunk people in the audience and he had to like stop to address that and like get them to move and you could see just like what you're saying like he does not like the people that were in the crowd yeah it's like because like because when you make because you want to make sure so well, people people motivate people are motivated by different things. So you might be like, oh, I want to make shit the whole world loves it. I want to make shit that like I want to have a crowd of a million people to see this shit. So I might be like, yeah, I want to have a crowd of five thousand to see this. Yeah. But when they see it, they under fucking stand. Right. Like these are super fans. Super fans. These people that I can be like, yo, um, you talk and they'll ask you questions about shit, and like, I genuinely care about you. And he's like, hey, yo, you're there. Like so, when you when you win. They went and said, it's, it's the same love you get from you know, like your family or your friends. And like, like I get this. And it's just, I don't know. It's the artist's journey. is It's a beautiful thing. I like that I started it in Boston. Because yeah. it kind of felt like, at some point, I don't know if you thought this, it kind of felt like a fight to be this. Yes. Because <laughs> people, like, people looking at you like, what the fuck are you doing? Like you're trying to be you're trying to be something you know you're trying to be an artist like what you're trying to do anything creative from boston, yeah. Yeah, boston go to amazon yeah. go work yeah. at a warehouse yeah go work at tjx 
Yeah. <laughs> New Balance about. is hiring right now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, stop this shit. What do you mean? We're going. We're going to fucking. We're going to rumor. No, no. Where is it? Where is it rumor? What are, what are the clubs out there? Uh, rumor used to be a spot out there, right? Yeah, maybe rumor. Yeah, rumor. Or go to fucking the shit that was underneath the. What was the shit that was underneath the? Uh, what's the theater? Fuck, because it's a Wang theater. Yeah, under, oh yeah, under the Wilbur. What was the What was the club? It's like just yeah, just go go into one of these clubs that Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> yeah, go to Bijou. Go to one of these clubs in this in this one two block radius where Aaron Hernandez is to kill people. Like, go there. Jesus Christ. Fucking turn up, drink. Go go to Fanuel Hall. Get drunk with some oh racing. Go yeah. to the Hong. Go to Hong Kong. Eat some teriyaki on a stick. Go upstairs. Don't go downstairs. Don't ever go downstairs. This is this is this is this, is, this isn't for you. This isn't for you. Oh my god. This is this, the last this is, show I did was at Hong Kong. In Fanuel Hall or in fucking. Uh, in Harvard. Okay, the Harvard, the Harvard, the Harvard one, the Harvard one's different. The Harvard one's different because okay. we, we we used to we used to stand we used to start we used to stand up at the Harvard one, all right? So I'm like that one is different. The one in fucking the one in Faneuil Hall that you you'll see some races. Uh, I, I never always, go to Faneuil Hall, bro. Yeah, They're all from like Saugus or whatever, New Hampshire. Yeah. They're all coming out into the city to be racist. Yeah, it sucks. And like, what sucks too is like I remember one time <laughs> I was out there. I've been in some spots. And you see, like, they have like live bands and whatever, whatever. I went to one spot. It was like a, it was legit like a lounge. They had a lounge singer, and I was just like, "Okay, yes." Uh, I was so hyped to see. It. I remember me and my friends were standing in line for Empire or whatever the fuck, some shit, some shit place. Yeah, we're in line, you know, standing out looking at this lounge, and I'm just like, I want to be in there so <laughs> fucking bad, but I can tell they don't want me there. I can yeah. tell I'm not dressed, quote unquote, for there. I can tell if I was not, if I was on mid midware of this, there's no reason to be there. And it's just like fuck, like there's some, there's like there's some really dope spots in Boston, like showed you, showed you in Chinatown. It's an amazing spot. Okay, I think I think it's called showed you maybe. I think it's like because it's like near the gate in Chinatown. It's like they, you go in there and it's playing Wu Tang and old karate movies and shit. What? You never heard of this? No. Bro, that spot though, that spot's super dope. Let me see, is, 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 is it called Shoujo or Shoujo? Fucking face ID is not opening my phone. That's the word, because <laughs> of the fucking <laughs> No, Shoujo, it's Shoujo. Shoujo, Boston, it's we, it's legit, it's fun, it's cool. And I, when I went there before before pandemic, wow. it'd be like 11.30 on a Friday night, empty as shit. I already fuck with the logo. Yeah, it's just, but it's like, it just sucks because sometimes you want to have a nice little creative place, to, a creative space to be. Like, remember what? What was the other part? Hajoko. When that, when that yeah. shit first opened, it was kind of just uh, like Hajoko was kind of like, all right, this is like this cool spot. We can kind of kick it. And then yeah. it got so big that it'd be like lines that last like an hour to get in. Right. And it's like, but to, but to do what? You can't dance here. You can't fucking you can't do shit here besides being the vibe. No, it's like I, I miss having like in New York or whatever. You can have like artists plays like oh, as artists you can kick it and just think yeah. about music, think about whatever the fuck you're doing, and be inspired by shit. Go to an art gallery and see some shit. Have a good time. And Boston's kind of just like it's just we don't have that. They killed like any kind of they stamped out any kind of potential for that. I mean, COVID did like 
for the time being, but I feel like there there's always a concerted effort to stamp out any kind of like fun for people out here. For some oh yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yo, because they they closed down all the clubs and bars and stuff, and they just opened more shit for colleges. Yeah, they that's the thing. That that's ironic. Yeah, ironically, Boston moves like an immigrant parent. Like no no fun. <laughs> just study. <laughs> no fun no fun you want oh you want to know you want to know you better you better you better learn these books all right get in you gotta have fun in these books yeah, have fun in these have fun in these fucking books no fun oh my god and then you then that's Be why real. people take that's why people take gondola that's why people want to take a gondola to the seaport because it's like uh, what am i gonna do like i'm gonna, go, I'm gonna take a gondola to trader joe's just drop me off here i'll jump off there's a pole you just slide down like all right i'll see you guys later <laughs> i'll pick up some gansets yeah you know, somebody, oh, fucking gansett oh god never again never uh, no never again I'm not a, I'm not, that's not my, that's not my vibe. But all right, I can, I don't do that shit. I don't play that shit, bro. All I drink, all I drink now is tequila and champagne. The money is cheap. Oh man, um, <laughs> that's real. It is, it is, it is. But uh, I had a uh, Remy and Malta last night. Oh Literally yeah, the opposite of what you just said. Yes, the exact opposite of what you just said. Remy and Malta. It was kind of busting. That sounds kind of all right. But wait, 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 where, where, where are you from? Where's, where's your family from? Uh okay, I need to be ancestry on my mom. That both sides, yeah, but slaves. slaves. All right, because uh, I don't see. Cause my I'm, mom's I'm, side I'm, What? My, mom's side is from Tennessee. A lot of her siblings have uh, Bayesian in them. All right, because <laughs> that's what I'm about to say. Regular niggas, you said Malta. Caribbean niggas drink Malta. No, no, <laughs> like no American niggas just drink grab, grab a Malta. I'm also from Mattapan. True. I grew up with a lot of Haitians. Yeah, there it is. Because I was going to say, like, I swear to God, I, put, like, I tried to have a mall, so I was like, what the fuck is this? It's an acquired like, taste, for sure. People are just like, oh, no, nah, you got you to, gotta, like, no, nah, you're drinking it wrong. You got to get some cream. You got to mix that with the cream. I was like, no, I, I just want to drink something straight. I don't want to prepare. I don't want to prepare this. I just want to drink this. Hot take, hot take, hot take. Uh, Malta is moxie for black people. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that? Right. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. When you said Moxie, I immediately think of like I think in the game Bioshock. That's what they call the soda that gave that gave you a little a health really? boost. Absolutely. It might be based on the same Moxie, absolutely. But yeah, so, 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 so you know what? You're kind of right. I think I think so. Yeah. But shout out to Malta, Malta Goya. Made by this, right? Even though Goya is fucking boycotted because I get the I get the Malta India. You real? You real? You real? <laughs> All right. So this is, as you know, this is Tawanda's live request, and we've had a great time just talking to you, interview about music and stuff. I love it. I've been having fun, but the the show is a musical advice show. I don't know if you know that, but okay, uh, okay. So pretty much what it is like, you tell me what's going on in your life, and I will give you a song to listen to. Okay, what is going on in my life? Um, I have some pretty big projects I'm working on right now. And if any one of them goes through, it'll change my life forever. Okay. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm in a point of transformation in my life right now. Oh, you're in a point of transformation. You're a point of like, you, you feel like you're at 
I don't, I don't want to say a precipice, but it's kind of just like yeah. you had a space no, where it's I'm, just like, yeah, you had a space where things can change, and it's kind of you're cautiously optimistic because it's like you don't want to throw yourself into the growth that hasn't happened yet. Because right. if it doesn't happen, then you will feel like you've not necessarily you've got like because you, when you invest in growth that hasn't happened, when it doesn't happen, it feels like you move backwards, and that's not the case. Yeah. It's this the growth is still there. Like yo, even the idea that you can even think on like even having the hope of like the hope of being able to go to like I can think on a new level is important. That's something to be celebrated. I yeah. think and we talked about you know four hundred years talked about black people talked about when we hand down and shit. And I think I think that's never really discussed in movies and when you watch these like slave movies or whatever the fuck the pro- my biggest problem with them is that um at the end of every movie the nigga's free yeah and or they or they're dead and they're just like they tried but in, but in the weird way they're free because they would do their sacrifice we move on and in reality it's like that's not how it went down for people how it went down for is like yeah it's like it was just like the hope was i can think a little bit differently now and then one day my kid will have this or my kid's kid will have this and that hope is what we have to this day that's what that's what motivates us and i think that's so powerful but we yeah. don't but you can't protect because people see shit like that and be like this is so sad it's kind of like color purple when at mm-hmm. the end of the movie they found each other they found each other in the maze or whatever and they were hugging they're still trapped in the situation but still it's like there's hope there right and the juice right and then the juice where fucking Bishop is dead and Q was just like, I don't got like I don't want it. And it's like right. he's won. The world is still like shit can still go up, but it's like he beat the there's hope. He got the clout. Yeah, he got the clout, but he got but he got Pat, but it's like he's the biggest thing the like he has there's still life to live. It's not all peaches and it's not all great. So I think yeah. that um with that said, I'm gonna give you a song that um I think will help. I think that I'm trying to figure it out based off what we've been talking about, based off the vibe, based off the energy. Right. Huh. Because it sucks because with me, one of my biggest faults with this shit is that like, if I like an artist, I like, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna give you every single, like, if I, if I listen to a new artist, <laughs> you, you, you can listen to old episodes and be like, oh, Tawana really liked this artist. Like, Tawana really liked St. John. He recommends St. John yeah. a lot. But no, I don't want. I don't want to do that. So I'm trying to give you something nice that you can be like, "Hmm." This is an interesting concept. I like it a lot. Oh, I got this right here. Um, so I'll give you a little backstory on this. So on New Year's, right? It's New Year's Eve, and I'm sitting here in the in the apartment, thinking about Corona, thinking about COVID, thinking about trying to go out. I can't go out. I want to go to my friend's crib. My friend's not picking up. I wanted to kick it with this. I wanted to kick it with this girl at my friend's crib. Neither of them are picking up. And I'm just like, damn. So I'm in the crib, dressed up, nowhere to go, just sitting around. And midnight strikes. And usually around midnight, if I'm up, I look at my phone and I look at my title, I see what new music has come out. So I found an album that just dropped. And it was called Vibe Out to Help Out by Appleton. A P L T N. And he's got a song that's just called Vibe Out to Help Out. So I want to recommend that. Because um, I think, especially when you're making music and stuff, especially when you're in a zone of like, yeah, things coming, 
sometimes it's good to distract yourself with words and distract yourself with just like whatever bullshit but sometimes it's good to just like constantly you can tap in and just let your mind wander and like let your mind just exist in the space of like i'm going to accomplish something yeah you know i mean let your mind let your let like we i'm an anxious person and i spent so many i spent so much time just worrying about how things could go wrong yeah and what i've been trying to do instead is just like well, I just do the opposite and just start anticipating how things can go right. Right. Because if because if things happen, that's that like because everyone four things are gonna go wrong and they don't, that pleasant surprise is still gonna that's gonna be tainted. Versus like if I'm excited and things don't happen, look, well, I got to be I got to have fun during the last. I got to have fun in that daydream for a while. Right. Wow, I like that a lot. I don't do that enough at all. I feel like I'm a generally anxious person, and my way of coping with that is just doing more work yeah which just gives me more anxiety like yep. underneath everything so yeah i will definitely just i'm gonna listen to that song and try to like do exactly what you just said think oh, about I, what can go right yeah and i talked to you know one of my friends the other day and she said a very important thing where she was just like yeah we're all i think we're you're you're not alive if you're not anxious that's real like you think people are very very people out here are people sincerely out in the world who aren't worried about the future at all especially right now especially right now no it's it's that's all yeah, it's an anxious time we're living in a fucking we're living and it, it feels post-apocalyptic every single day it feels like shit's about to go down every day but here we are still striving and so we just like if we if we just dropped a day if we dropped today like right now on somebody in like 2000 if you, just, if you just drop that like this entire thing at once on somebody in 2019 they have a fucking breakdown yeah absolutely. and today is and today is like it's like oh hey what's what's going on in the future and i'm like oh you know well um there's a virus that's trying to kill everybody uh the president the donald trump was president and yeah, we, we saw that, but then when he left, basically a wave of white supremacy started starting to take over. The CPAC people are doing shit like that. There's also we're about to go to we're about to win multiple different wars. There's a bunch of shortages. People people are broke. People are being evicted. Their kids in cages. It, it, it all that that would make somebody's mind explode. But right. With, but now we've we've lived in this for so long. It's just like this is our reality. And as a result, we're we're, li- we're living. Sorry, no, go on, go we're on. living that image of Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, we're living that weird animatronic, like dystopian <laughs> Terminator salvation image of Chuck E. Cheese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and they just all singing off. They're singing wrong. That shit was creepy as fuck. But that's that's where that's where we're at. But you don't have to do that, bro. I think creating is good. And I think working is good, but also celebrating yourself and let yourself re- let yourself react relax while you're because su- your subconscious if you're always thinking your subconscious is always coming up with new shit you're yeah. create you're a creative person you're gonna keep creating no matter fucking what you could create here you could be dropped off on the most idyllic paradise paradise somewhere where things are going great you're still gonna want to create something absolutely so i think it's just like right now you just gotta enjoy the excitement of this shit could change my life Today, you're right. You're absolutely right. Today, I was in. T- today, literally, I was in tears. I was crying because I was just like, I was thinking of one of somebody in my life. And I was like, yo, this person changed my life. Mm. This, like, I was like, yo, my life has changed. I was like, oh 
fuck that's so insane to think about and just thinking about how like every day our life changes a little bit we just start seeing things different i guarantee you there are songs there, there are songs you as you said with your process where like there's songs that you have that you might have written five six years ago you didn't know it'd be used for this now right and it's just like it's 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 a beautiful thing bro So, yeah. yeah yeah so i, I recommend a vibe that a vibe out to help out um also appleton who's all is a white guy and i was disappointed by that because i think i thought about appleton <laughs> i thought about appleton like the jamaican rum oh wow you know like appleton please oh. do do the podcast i follow you on uh i follow you on instagram i'm gonna send you a dm because i think you're cool but um yeah that's what i recommend for you bro hell yeah i'm gonna listen to that right after this all right sweet sweet okay now here's the final thing i gotta do this because i gotta like i, I we gotta we gotta wrap up soon so once again thank yeah. you so much for doing the show of course uh, really appreciate of course bro dude like it's just i just like creatives and i like creatives from boston and i feel oh, like yeah. it's we have to build each other big each other up you know what i mean because it's just like I think Boston, we're 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 doing we're doing shit. Like I, I watched Eric Andre and OG Swagger Dick was just there, and it's just being like, oh, right. Shit. And it's just like I just like I remember being like, I remember no, I remember I saw you once at Hajoko, and I was watching. I think I was watching. I forget what box. I forget who I was watching box. I was on my phone watching. I remember it. the boxing match. Yeah, exactly. I remember I was doing that shit. That's I saw you there. One, day, one time I went to the wave and I saw OG Swagger. I saw OG Swagger again there, and I was like, oh, it's like yeah. we were all like we're just we're these city kids, and we were moving around and having a good time and like we're trying to make our own shit. And while the city's trying to stamp out creativity, we're still here. Be like, no, nah, we this is what we represent. This is where we're from. Yeah. So I appreciate you coming on to the show, and Absolutely. now we're gonna get to the final segment. And where I take the, where I gave you advice and gave you, and I, I told you what's going on. You told me what's going on. I gave you advice on a song. I want to do yeah. the same thing where I tell you what's going on in my life and I want a song. Oh, yeah. All right. Got you. So, um, pretty much what's happening now, my friend said it's, it's Pisces season. I don't know what that meant, but she was like, <laughs> but I think we don't I, call it that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. But basically, I was laughing because it's funny because um, as a straight man, I am mandated to know at least a decent amount about uh, astronomy <laughs> and horoscopes. I have like I have to know. I have to know. That's how I know I'm straight because I know I know too much about. I wouldn't learn about fucking astrology for a nigga. Get the fuck out of my face! I'm not gonna learn about like, oh he's a Scorpio. No, I'm learning. I, I will learn about moon cycles for a chick. Right. <laughs> They said that if you know your uh, sun, moon, and rising that you've been ran through. Oh yeah, because like yeah, if you, man. yo, <laughs> a girl wants a girl wants asking like what's a girl wants asking she was like what what color what color are you and I was like what do you mean she was like you know like internally what color do you glow as and I was like what are you talking about she's like, and she like pulled she pulled up all these because like all right da, da, da. Okay. I don't know you that well but I just take I'm like. I, and I was just like, I have no fuck. I have to know this. That's how I like. I feel the way about horoscopes and astrology. The way I think some girls maybe feel about like sports and like rap shit. Like I have to know this to appeal to the niggas I like. Yeah, or stocks. Yeah, I got like I got know I got know about the PlayStation Five. I have to know. I have to know <laughs> about this shit because if you don't like. But anyway, I digress. 
in Pisces season, she said that because I was analyzing relationships and time. And I was just like, I was thinking about how um, you meet some people sometimes and you don't, when in that first time meeting, sometimes you get a vibe of just, I'm going to know this person for a very long time. Mm. I don't know what the relationship is going to be. I don't know what we're going to do. There's going to be good or bad, but I'm going to know them for a long time. And you can start to feel mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And the way I start, I'm starting, to, I'm trying to think of them that way. And especially with like dating friendships and relationships where I'm just like, I used to spend so much time being like, okay, dating this girl. I got to try my hardest to blah, blah, or I want to be friends. I want to be friends with this person. Let me, like, I, I used to be like, all right, well, I have I have friends. I gotta get good at two K to go to my friends' houses to play two K. Not feel like a fucking weirdo. Right, right. And now it's like, and, but now I'm at a point. Where I'm like, no, I can. Let me just try to tap into that energy of I've met this person, and if that the, that little spark of we're gonna be friends, we're gonna know each other for a while. I should just let me just tap into that and let me relax. I want to be easier on my goal, like my my thing right now is I want to be easier on the relationships that I'm building or I've built. That's real. I know a good song for that. Uh, the lyrics probably won't connect as much with that, but it's not really about the lyrics with this band. Like for anything, it's more about the vibes. They're very. Uh, this is about the vibes band. Uh, have you heard of Stereo Lab? No, I haven't. Uh, they have one of my favorite songs of all time. It's called "The Flower Called Nowhere." Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. You that's listen to that, home. you'll definitely, you'll definitely get that feeling from that. I listen to that when I want to feel connected to myself and like everything that I love. Okay, adding that to yeah, that's it. Yeah, I found yeah. out recently it's also one of Pharrell's favorite songs too. Oh, shout out to Pharrell. I can you see can that. Yeah, hear it. Oh, you can know. You can. You can definitely hear it. And the guitar. You can hear. You can hear that shit. Oh my god. Yeah. The chords. The vocals. It's a big everything. influence on me too. Yeah. It's a. It's a Neptune song. <laughs> it really is. I mean, it's in French. I fucking recently have been tapping into French music more lately. I've been tapping into French music, and I fuck. I like listen to French rap. I listen to Los and the Los and the Yakuza fucking amazing so I look that up yeah Los and the Yakuza L-O-U-S and the Yakuza like the like the gang it's fucking great it's an album called Gore it's fucking mm. awesome um yeah it's really sick I really like that shit but yeah this is music that I, like I could join a cult to this right exactly <laughs> it's like it, it lulls you in Oh yeah, happiness. this is like this is like yeah, this is this is this is the music they play. This is the music they play after the last scene in Midsummer. Exactly. If I could indulge myself completely and just make music for myself, it would always sound like this. Or mm. this or SWV. Oh my god. You just <laughs> that's goals, bro. Making art for yourself. Yeah. Without having this I felt burdened by that before. It's just like I'm not make. I, I have to make this for people to understand. And it's like, no, I, let me just make the shit I want to fucking make. Like I remember yeah. Ben Staples once was talking about shit. He was talking about art, and this is why I love him because he was just like, people keep questioning like, yo, why did Kanye do this? Nah, fuck that. Art is art. Like fucking, what's his name? What's the dude's name? 
Who's the Campbell, the nigga who drew Campbell soups and shit? Andy, Andy Warhol. Andy, Andy Warhol was just like, yo, fuck modern art. Here's a banana, nigga. Look at it. <laughs> That's yeah. art. <laughs> That's what I want. Here's serving. a banana, nigga. Just look at it. And I was like, He's very self serving with the art. <laughs> yeah. And when I saw what I done, and so from time to time, I just, I, in my head, I'm just like, here's a banana, nigga. Just like, I don't give a fuck. Like, sometimes just you make shit like, I want, I want to do this. I wanted to make this. Yeah. That's how I feel about, uh, like, on a certain level, that's how I feel about my music all the time. It's like, because I grew up, I, I don't know, I was bullied a lot for, like, liking different things. Like, yeah, I being was a, listening yeah. to rock. I was listening to, like, fucking Incubus in, like, middle school when niggas were listening to Throw Some D's on it. And I was also listening to Throw Some D's on it, but <laughs> I really fucked with Incubus. Niggas Bro. didn't fuck with me for that. Bro, <laughs> bro, I know that's drunk because it's so fucking annoying. So it's just like, oh, you look, you like that white shit. I like niggas. Sh- I right, like both. Exactly. You're right. And then Party Like a Rockstar came out, and niggas just shut the fuck up. Yep. Niggas <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like, oh. <laughs> no, what, no, what, su- what sucks though? What sucks about that shit? They don't. They don't give you. They, they never give you your fucking credit. They never give you your fucking nah, credit. Being like, yo, no, nah, they never did. Like you were the first one to do the. Like, you were on some shit. Oh damn! Actually, you know what? You know what? the Undertaker right now, bro. It does. I'm not gonna lie. This is actually this is not this is this is, not, this is not cool. Gong go when the lights like, turn. <laughs> Paul Barry says the urn. I'm like, all right, that's 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 the light, bro. I gotta go. <laughs> urn comes. I'm just like, ah, well, no, not the urn. Oh my god! Back in the day, when Undertaker was like a zombie, and instead of just being right. like, instead of a blue, instead of being a blue lives matter person, right. He first he was a zombie, then he was a cult leader, then he was a crip for like two days. He was a whole biker gang nigga, American badass. <laughs> he used to die. He used to die and then come back <laughs> during the week. Yeah, during the week, he used to come back like between Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> he used to be bad. He's like, oh my god, yeah, but. He was still, he's still, in my, he's still like in my top ten. I'm never like as the, yeah. the wrestler, not the man. I don't know the dude, but like that's the fucking, that's yeah. one of the greatest wrestlers ever. Tell us about how much. Yeah. Okay, one question. What up? How much do you think you've learned? Because like I don't know, I watch wrestling. We pro, we probably all watch wrestling at the same time. Um, I feel like I learned a lot about the corporate structure of America through how they did their business, like. I don't know. If you look at every way that Donald Trump moved through his life towards the presidency, he did it like a fucking yes, he did. Vince McMahon. He did. He did. A hundred percent. He did. Like literally. The attitude it, error. That's <laughs> terrifying. When you go back and you, you know, because you remember when Donald Trump was on wrestling. Yeah. And it's just like you go back and you watch that shit and you compare it to what he did in with the president. It's the it's same the shit. exact same. Same shit. He did it, it like he's not as good at it, obviously, but like some somehow that works. Like he just tapped into that carny energy that really taps into white people. Like yeah. white people really get crazy over that shit. And like, top of right, that, this guy's yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, top of that, it was just like he was he just understood being like, oh, I'm like because no other politician was doing that shit. I mean, that, that's what that's what they should have learned. I think Hillary would have won if she took, if she taken one Stone Cold Stunner. <laughs> right. <laughs> if she took one Stone Cold Stunner. What a quote! You gotta put that in. 
Like, oh, hold on, uh, fuck it. I, 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 got, I, got, I got, I got, to turn the light back on because I got, I want to say more shit about that. Like, I want to oh see, more, I want to see more wrestlers and I want to see more politicians do wrestling shit. Yeah. Like you know, right now, bad, like Biden. bad. Yeah, I want to see Joe Biden. I want to see, I want to see Hillary run again and be like on stage talking about da 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 da, and then. And somebody was like, what up, Benghazi? So it doesn't matter about Benghazi. <laughs> right. Just pound two beers. Just sell it all over the face. Yeah. Get it up like Triple H. Exactly. <laughs> I want to see, I, I see, Bur- see Bernie do some wrestling shit. Be a wrestler, bro. He needs to just come out with the chair like that meme. Yeah, just come out with, come out with a chair. Don't even, don't even use the chair. He gets up, folded up. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Man, if I could pay to see him do that match with Trump that The Rock did with Mankind, where he hit him like a hundred times with the chair. I and said so the, uh, the, the I quit, man. The I quit, man. At the end of it, Mankind was just unconscious. They had a, rec- had a recording. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just, just, just a recording of Trump saying, I concede. Oh, my God. But that, no, that, that fucking Mankind... That mankind uh, rock match is. That, no, I'm not gonna lie. The Rock could run for president. The right, the Rock might run for president, right? But if that match, if that match, that match leaked, he would lose immediately. He <laughs> hit, hit mankind in the head so many fucking times. <laughs> I remember watching it. I'm like, Jesus Christ, bro. Yeah, I was like, he gotta stop. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like it's, he gotta it's, stop at some. Yeah, like is this like you and he's he's doing that. Meanwhile, his like family's watching and just crying. They're just like, "Yo, can yeah. you stop doing this?" <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Rock went backstage and they were just like, "You didn't, you didn't need to do that, dog. You didn't, you didn't need to do all that." <laughs> the script asked for like six. You kept, you didn't need to keep going. But you Joe, that, man. Yeah, but Joe Hassan, thank you for doing the show, man. Especially like I, yeah. I, I just asked you, just tell people like you know your info, like your SoundCloud, all that shit, whatever you want to tell people, the sellers. Word. So you can find me on Twitter, IG, SoundCloud, all that stuff. Uh, Hassan Barclay, H A A S A N B A R C L A Y, like Barclay Center. Uh, and yeah, I just put out a single a couple of weeks ago. Call my phone. It's up everywhere, streaming services, Bandcamp, all of that. And I have a Patreon, same name, Hassan Barclay. If you want to support, just subscribe there. And yeah, stay tuned. I got a lot more coming. This year's going to be crazy. Word. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Nick, for being here. Thank you, Uche, for producing. Thank you all for listening and watching. Really appreciate it. Um, Until next time, y'all. Peace. What's up with you? What's going on? Let him know he'll prescribe you a song. Turn the volume up, I suggest you to run this live.